Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Petsburgs. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me, as always, it's Mr. Andy Molitor, but more importantly, guys, it's Friday. It's Belika Friday, Belika College Football Friday. Joining us, as always, to talk about college football, because Andy and I need as much help as we can get. Mr. Felika, how's it going? We're, we're, we're doing all right. We're coming to you right from uh, just a little bit to the left of where I was two weeks ago from, uh, from Athens, Georgia, but we're good. Weird, weird week, not the greatest of weeks, but uh, we, we were able to find uh, three or four things on the board that, that, were, that interest us this week. I've had a couple of these weeks where it's just like, I've seen a lot of complaining on Twitter from it. It's like, you know, there's still 60 games. Like they don't have the greatest of games. Like you're going to, you'll, and also like, especially the people that are complaining, like you'll, you'll find something to bet on. I'm sure you all will. And well, that, that's of course the, uh, we will too. That's the, that, that's a joke. But when I, when I complained a couple of weeks back about not really liking anything, big, big cat, of course, uh, chided me and said, you don't have to love the board. You make the board love you. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, just wait. If you think this week is bad, wait until next week. Next week's even worse in terms of like marking games. Yeah. We looked at, we, we were talking off the air about, you know, the possibility of where game day would be going down the line. And, you know, Dan, uh, Alex and producer Dan and I, we were all looking at that down the road and there's some, there are some weird weeks coming ahead, but like yeah. you said, it might turn into big 10 territory, which is great. It's yeah. lovely this time of year up, uh, up here in big 10 territory. Well, the, the interesting thing in Athens. Oh, it's actually, it's a little tomorrow. I'm like so fired up because it's supposed to like be like in the fifties during the show tomorrow, which, which for, for someone like me, like, like that's, that's like, I, that's living weather right there. That's perfect. A little warm today, but but tomorrow it's going to be uh, tomorrow it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it, it's interesting because like I was going through the, the schedule for next week, and I, I think if either Pitt can win or Indiana can pull the upset, I, I think that gives us at least a couple of uh, games, at least for game day, that we can kind of sell. Is all right, Indiana just pulled one upset over an undefeated Michigan State? Can they knock Ohio State out of it? And then Pitt, here they are, story of the ACC. Didn't think we'd be at Pitt Clemson before the year, but. But here we are. So I, I think I think there might be a couple of spots where we could wind up being at that work out well. Yeah, the Pitt Clemson. That's a that's not something I would have definitely picked off a schedule yeah. six weeks ago whatsoever. But uh, speaking of the ACC, the first game on the slate is by the Brinson Brinson squad, NC State versus Boston College up in the. Uh, that should be nice fall weather. Nice crisp fall weather yes, there up on the East Coast. My wife yes. just my wife just sent me a note saying it's perfect outside right now, and we're about we're in Connecticut, and BC is about an hour and a half uh, to the northeast. So if it's if it's perfect by us, uh, I would imagine it's even crisper up there. It should be great. Yeah, BC getting three total fifty-two. Which way were you heading with this one? I, I like BC in this game. Uh, the one game that NC State played on the road this year uh, down in Mississippi State was easily their worst performance of the year. Uh, now you go to BC, and I know the Eagles have that 21-game losing streak against ranked teams, uh, but you're never going to get a better chance to end that streak as a short home underdog against a fringe top 25 team. Uh, I, defensively, I think they can slow down NC State. You've got the running game. I trust Jeff Hackley. And they, more importantly, they got an idle week after coming so close to upsetting Clemson in Death Valley a couple of weeks ago. I think that was able to get them grounded. Now they can circle this. Okay, we nearly we nearly ended that losing streak against ranked teams last week. This is the time we do it. So I like BC at home uh, getting three and play the Eagles on the money line. 
You know, it's yeah, like that. you get a Carolina team coming up north. I don't know why. I always feel like the, the cold weather, it hardens us. Oh, <laughs> uh, speak- my way. My way, yeah. yeah. This is uh, this is Andy's way. I didn't even realize we were getting this few points. Uh, Nebraska last week. That was a, Yeah, they covered, didn't they? It depended on when you got it. It did uh, depend were three, on when you were got three, it. There were three and a half the early part of the week. Uh, then it went to three. And then by the time I had put it on the stupid board, it was two and a half. So I had to go with that. So early in the week in the column, I won when I wrote the column. And then on the board, I, I wound up losing because I was a, a half point short. But what? I mean, how many times can I, – I, I feel bad for Nebraska fans because they should have beaten Michigan State and had a special teams meltdown. They easily could have won that game last week. You can have whatever opinion or view on that play, whether Martinez's forward progress was stopped and they should have blown it dead. But um, – I like them here. They bounced back from that loss at Michigan State with the special teams meltdown with their best performance of the year, blowing out uh, what's probably the worst team in the Big Ten and Northwestern. Now they face a Minnesota team that the last time they played a home game, they lost in that field to Bowling Green, scored 10 points. Offensively, I think this team has a lot of problems right now. Uh, they're thin in the running game. They really haven't found a receiver uh, to replace Rashad Bateman. Uh, I think Nebraska feels like their record should probably be better than it is, which you could say that each of the last three years as well. But 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 I think they feel pretty good about where they are in terms of having an identity on offense and how their defense is playing. Uh, at three and a half, I have to lay these points on the road with Nebraska. And just before we jump out of the Big Ten, you've kind of hinted at this a couple times, and you talked about this before the show. You think Indiana's live against Michigan State this weekend? Are you, are you going to be betting that, or is that just a thought? It's just more of a thought. I, for me, it's Indiana or pass. I mean, every week you see the, you see a lot of these, uh, these bets and, and money and ticket projections. And like every week, Michigan State is one of the bigger public plays on the board. And it seems like every week they seem to, they, they seem to get the job done, in t- at least in terms of winning the game on the field. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to back like Indiana right now, just not knowing what you're going to get out of Penix. Is he going to be close to 100% or not? But you would think with how Michigan State has won some of these games that eventually the law averages are going to even out and they're going to lose one of these one of these toss-up type games that they've been in. Yeah, Indiana catching four and a half points or plus 160. That's not too bad if you're just looking for something yeah. fun to bet. I right, haven't exactly. seen anybody. Say, like, I, I've seen multiple of these, like, why am I not putting my house on Michigan State? What, you know, what, what's up with this line? Like, whenever you see one of those, especially in the Big Ten with a home underdog, it always seems like that's a field goal game. Yep. I, I like that. That's the thing, too. Like, with the number being four and a half, you get six point teaser, you tease it up to ten and a half. Michigan State going to go in there, win by, win by 11. That, like, that might be the way to play it if you can find a uh, couple of teams to be the tease. Yeah, get a six-point teaser and tease uh, Indiana up to up to ten and a half. Like a, that, that would be, that might be a way to approach it. Sure. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely close. All these games somehow just end up close in the Big Ten. Yeah. Maybe not the Gophers. The Gophers really are <laughs> atrocious. Really are atrocious on offense. So, um, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, obviously a little bit in the headlines for reasons outside of winning yeah. the game. Sorry, producer Dan, that was a that was a hell of a game. It was it was a wild game that I honestly wasn't paying all that much attention to at the end. And I'm like, oh, no, it's close. What happened here? But uh, 
They, uh, the kids, the kids down at the what are you, the journalism college, are hiding in the dorms and getting the binoculars out and seeing that Rattler's taking second team snaps. And here we are. Good for them, the by the way. That's yeah, a great. That's... That, that, that is a great job of investigative journalism, and it doesn't have to be that way, by the way. If Lincoln Riley would just come out and say what everybody knows already, people wouldn't be doing this. But but he's trying to be play secretive, and he's got to massage Spencer Rattler's ego to keep him from transferring. Oh, we got a package for you. Everybody, it's obvious that Caleb Williams is the star. Yeah. No, for sure. And they are laying almost two touchdowns at home here, looking to probably you know starting to look at playoff hopes at this point big ass total in this one but uh maybe back to the old uh big 12 i used to love here what, uh, what do you think of this one well that was the, the oklahoma team once uh williams came in last week where they had 500 yards with him under center um that everybody kind of thought we were going to see earlier in the year uh, just because the williams gives a a running option uh, to that offense but I wonder, I think this is too many points. Um, if you look at the FBS teams that Oklahoma has played this year, the five of them, they've won all five of them. All five have been decided by seven points or fewer. Like if you take the other nine teams in the FBS that have played at least four games this year versus FBS teams uh, decided by seven points or fewer, those nine teams are combined 18 and 19. They've all lost on average two games each. Like Oklahoma's kind of living on the edge here, and you have to wonder if they continue playing these close games, are they ultimately going to get tripped up? And I wonder, I'm expecting Max Duggan and Zach Evans to play. Uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Uh, you got to wonder, too, with the Caleb Williams thing. Last week, it, it's a, you come in, your team's down three scores. It's like, well, just go out, have fun, see what happens, play loose. You don't have time to think, and it's really like no pressure on you at that point. This week, there's a little bit more pressure. It's known, it's, it's known within the walls that he's going to start. He's got to prep as the starter. Mentally, he's got to approach the game differently. Gary Patterson and his team now have some film kind of to, to study what Oklahoma did with him at quarter. So, like, I don't, I don't think it's an automatic slam dunk. We see the offense uh, as explosive as it was uh, in, in the second half last week. So, I'm on TCU plus 13 and a half, maybe buy it up to 14 just to, to, to get that whole number and that key number. But uh, I'd be surprised tomorrow night if, the, if Oklahoma won this game by three touchdowns. And another Big 12 game, maybe you have some good news for producer Dan. Can Texas bounce back after that loss last week? They're laying four at home against Oklahoma State in one of the few uh, two ranked team games. I've, I've heard some, some, some sharp money on Oklahoma State uh, in Vegas. I don't necessarily agree with that because I'm not sure how good Oklahoma State really is. Uh, offensively, they're really not very good. Uh, Spencer Sanders seems like he's kind of uh, regressed from his freshman year where he showed a lot of potential. Uh, they won a couple of games this year despite and despite not scoring a point in the second half. Uh, that's really not a way to continue living if you expect to, especially this week against a, a Texas offense, which is going to score points. The question is, uh, does Texas's defense improve and get stops against a pretty average offense? And someone shaking his head no there. Yeah. Was that was that Dan, was that Dan is just with? Yeah, Dan has just incepted me into that. He's he's I mean, he <laughs> says that this Texas defense makes teams look good. 
and he's like, and that that might play into your point about Oklahoma laying too many points. Like you just look, your offense looks much better after you get to play mm-hmm. that Texas defense. And and again, the like you said about the the whoever it was, I wish we knew their name, give them a shout out. But the whoever figured out that for sure that Rattler is not starting, like TCU has to be happy about that now too. You talked about he came in mid game. Like now TCU can sit and prepare you know, for this quarterback the whole time. Agree, agree. There was another game, um, Big Ten. I just want to get your guys' thoughts because I know that Purdue Iowa game. I, I, you you you're gonna be laying double digits with Iowa. Like, does it feel like maybe a contrarian type favorite? I know Purdue is gonna be down some guys, so it, it seems like a, a situation where where once again, like Iowa might be a a non-public play. Yeah, I wish yeah. they would take some money and get a bigger number because I mean it was it it did come down a little, but it's not you know it went through the key number of twelve. You know, it's not like mm. it went through anything. Obviously, so that's yeah. It feels like laying laying big big spreads with Iowa even at home isn't going to feel good. They're not just going to continue to get all this turnover luck and other teams getting everyone injured luck. I mean, it you know and first first team to you know it, Purdue gets to fourteen, they might just cover. Like it's well, gro- another gross low scoring game. Can, can they can they get them? I mean, it's third, what, 13 each in the last two or three games, I think they scored. So 14 might be a, a, a massive accomplishment yeah, the with the and backup and quarterback. And, yeah, that's still a stretch well. for them. Yeah, it's one of those classic you don't want either side spots. You know, you definitely don't want to lay the points <laughs> with Iowa. You definitely don't want to take the points with Purdue. But there was one other game, uh, Chris, that you wanted to talk that's about. Clemson-Syracuse. Um, as I look at it right now, I believe Clemson laying 13 and a half points. It was 14 for a little bit, but we're 13 and a half now. What did you think of this game? I, I took Clemson and I, I bought it down to 13 and, and paid them later to 120, which I thought was fine. I don't think I'm ultimately going to need that, but I don't think Syracuse is going to be able to run the ball on Clemson. Uh, they can't throw. I know I was on the orange a couple of weeks ago uh, when, when they beat Liberty, but uh, the Clemson defense is a much tougher nut to crack than the, uh, the, the Liberty defense. And I think uh, after a week off, I, I think Clemson, I'm not saying they're going to totally figure out all of their problems and all of their issues and be uh, the explosive offense that they were, but they do get Ross back. That should help. Uh, I'd be surprised if this game was uh, truly competitive. Maybe, maybe, maybe it could be a, like a 17-point type game, but, but I, I like Clemson tonight. Uh, again, I, I think this is an obvious spot where people are still willing to bet against Clemson laying, laying big numbers, and this might be a time where uh, at least tonight, where you're being on Clemson is, is the right play. And that's another one with a low, like, just if you do the quick math, the implied team total for Syracuse is like 14, 15 points. So that's another one where you probably have to rely on that. People forget, it's like Clemson's not a bad team. They're still a very good team. It's just the expectations have been so high for the past few years, and it's it just kind of tricks people into like forgetting about how how many skilled players they have. I mean, they're still NFL caliber players on this roster. I think they're allowing what less than a point per drive. It's good. defensively they're they're as good as they've ever been. The, the problem is offensively they've had problems. We had another game, um, somebody, one of the uh, people in the chat wanted to talk about, I think we mentioned this just before the show, Old Miss visiting Tennessee, a short favorite. They're only laying two and a half points. I'm seeing the money line right around minus 140. Um, you know, the person who was asking about this, sees a lot of value in Old Miss. What do you think of it? I hate the, 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 the short favorite role, those two and a half point favorite. <laughs> I hate it, especially being on the road. Uh, the ranked team is a short favorite. Um, it, 
Tennessee has surprised me, I think, more than uh, any team this year uh, in terms of maybe they haven't beaten great teams, but the fact that they're four and two right now uh, with, with Hooker, that they're, they're moving the ball up and down the field and scoring points. I, I think without a doubt, Ole Miss is the better team. Um, it's just a question of how many stops that, that de- can that defense get after being in a track meet last week. I would agree with, with, with the person that wrote in. Uh, it feels like Ole Miss is the right side and getting them less than less than a field goal would be the right play. But something something bugging me uh, about that, thinking that there might be bigger issues with that Ole Miss defense uh, than simply uh, the play we saw on the field last week. Yeah, the, the Tennessee, the Tennessee, the to- Tennessee, Tennessee shouldn't be able to stop. No, yeah, that, that's why the total's 80-ish. Like, obviously, there, there's some issues with both defenses. <laughs> Once we get into the, these are fun. I forgot how high that total has gotten. I didn't even notice and, that. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be maybe, the highest yeah, maybe, here, right? For sure. And, I mean, maybe in, some, I mean... maybe in some group of five stuff. Or, you know, obviously, that if you're mm-hmm. betting Presbyterian games, you're seeing higher numbers than that. But, yeah, definitely 80, <laughs> 82 and a half at some shops now. And uh, uh, before we let you go back to working on football, you gave us a winner in the ace or in the the NLDS with the, yeah. uh, the Braves at a dog price. Uh, kind of ugly prices in these both. We got this ALCS or ALCS starts tonight. Astros minus 60, Red Sox plus 130. And then the Dodgers are about as big as a favorite I think you'll ever see for the team who is the lower seed at minus 230 over the Braves. Is there any value you're seeing on any of these for maybe I'd some take, game-by-game stuff? I'd take both dogs. I, I, I would. Uh, I think at least in, in, in the case of the, the Red Sox uh, Houston series, like I thought that number, the opener seemed low. Uh, I, I thought that number was a, a number where they were welcome Houston money. I think it's clear that the, the odds makers have a bit more respect for the Red Sox than uh, the betting public does. Uh, I'd be on the Red Sox there a little bit, and, I, and I'd be on the Braves. Uh, look, the, the, the Dodgers lineup uh, is not clicking on all cylinders right now. They, they miss Muncie in, in that lineup. I know Bellinger got the big hit last night, and, and maybe he's on the verge of breaking out of a season-long slump. But, but I, I think the Braves lineup, I think, uh, I mentioned before, with Freed and Morton, one, two in that, in that rotation. Uh, and Anderson's a very capable number three guy. Um, I think at, at that price, uh, I, think, I, think, I think you have to play the Braves, didn't you? Probably just wait a little bit, and, and you might be able to get a, a couple of extra bucks on the, uh, on the return. So I think people think now that the, the, the Dodgers have passed, got beaten the Braves, gotten past them it's going to be clear sailing but i don't necessarily think that it is yeah i'm done especially the socks i mean with the chance the astros have a, a starting pitcher on the mend right now yeah. maybe not pitching like if if lance is hurt like that that number's probably a little heavy the socks yeah. socks have played very well this and uh god yeah you probably you probably made some decent money if you just back the red Sox throughout the playoffs here yeah. It's, uh probably that that gravy trade might keep rolling. The Astros obviously very talented. Same goes with the Dodgers, but yeah, the dog mm-hmm. prices here, especially the Braves are hosting this series. Like Correct. that's a pretty nice price for a host. So, all right, well that one starts tomorrow Sunday. I, I Saturday, don't even know yeah. Saturday. 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 Yeah. So we Saturday. got Saturday baseball. We've got tonight yeah. with uh, Sox Astros, and I'll be watching that. I stayed up way too late watching and, the end of the game last night. Oh, but, uh, you know, you know what? It was. I'll probably get yelled at for saying this and people will hate me for it. But in a, in a sense, wasn't that like 
I don't want to say ironic or poetic, like for all of the one run and extra inning luck and good fortune the Giants had all year and all the late night Lamont magic, like for them to get like breaks and get clutch and be on the right side of the good fortune all year long. Like what wasn't it kind of like ironic that their season ends on the wrong side of a horrible, horrible, horrible call. It just felt like, all right, that, that was like your season's worth of equity. You got built up. We're going to, we're going to kneecap you right now and take it all out from under you. Yeah. And, and when Lamont got a hold of that long follow ball, the way that sounded off the bat, I'm like, oh my God, did they do this again? Like they just keep doing this to people. So um, I'm, I was up till obviously East Coast. It was like one, almost one o'clock East Coast yeah. for mm-hmm. some people, but I was up way too late watching yeah. that one. It was a lot of fun. I'm excited about these going forward and excited about some football this week. I was going to say, we'll be up late tonight too, because you've got, baseball you got Syracuse Clemson you got Cal Oregon late as well like, like it's a lot going on tonight too one of these days I'm just gonna sleep in maybe that'll be tomorrow I'll just yeah. sleep in for college football <laughs> football doesn't start till 11 here so all right Mr. Felica we thank you for your time again this week thanks for going through some games even some baseball for us yeah thanks for the Braves winner I, I put a little on that so perfect you're pretty happy about getting some ma- some money out of baseball here and we'll we'll let you get back at it and we'll enjoy watching it tomorrow live from Athens Georgia that's right I All don't right. have any other. I don't have anything else this week. I'm, no, that's uh, it. I'm plumb out. I lost my first baseball bet. I had the. Let's uh, do that for. I don't know, but you know what? Let's let's touch on the football game quick, though. Uh, did you guys see OJ? I almost said OJ Mayo. <laughs> um, OJ Howard. OJ, I don't know for some reason OJ. Um, OJ Howard has a special spot in my heart too because I've placed a fairly decent sized wager on his receiving yards under in a national championship game where there are just way too many props <laughs> and he was injured he got injured part or no no it was a, that was the running back that was scarborough i had the under and he got injured because it wasn't it wasn't looking like they he was getting stopped and i had the oj howard over and he caught a long ball that cashed it on like one play. That was the only luck I've ever had in any of those Alabama title games. I usually am always on the wrong side of stuff. And it was like, everything's everything's coming up, Andy, <laughs> like this one time. And I'll, I'll never forget him catching that long. And I'm like, is that the right? Because, you know, you're, you're like, he's like, is that the right guy? I'm like, oh, that's certainly Howard. So good for him. I got a 30 on that. It felt awesome. Usually when I'm hunting around for prices, I'm, because I don't have the legal books unless I drive to Iowa. Often I'm not finding the same prices as you. I have to scour all the offshores and sometimes I'm getting a couple bucks worse. So this is the one instance I think that I found a better price than you and it actually worked out. So congrats (laughs) to you. We'll look to continue that on Monday and thanks to everybody in the chat. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and give us a thumbs up, please. That would be awesome. Good for the YouTube SEO and all that jazz. So hopefully you have a really good weekend. Win all your bets. Have a lot of fun. Don't have to go apple picking. And go Braves. Go Braves.